Hey everyone, welcome back to the One SEO Podcast Studio. In this episode, Bernie sits down with Kurt Denninghoff, the founder of HVAC Success. Kurt specializes in helping business owners take control of their finances and scale their operations. This episode has tons of information to help alleviate your administrative and financial burdens, providing better ways to focus on the day-to-day operations of running your business. If you've only been focusing on growth and sales, this episode will hopefully shift your perspective towards managing your finances and capital the right way. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, welcome to the show today. I have a very special guest for you. He is the king of KPIs. He is the answer to old school accounting, and he is the patron saint of profitability. I have Mr. Kurt Denning off of HVAC Success here in the den. Kurt, what's up, brother? What's up, man? How's it going? It's good to be here. I'm better now that you're here. It's It's great to be here, man. You flew all the way out here from Florida. I did, man. Hopped on a plane, flew out here. Yeah. I I was thinking it was because of me, but it's his girlfriend's from here. So they're having a little trip of it, but like we're going to pretend this is for the, right. the whole event right here. But in all seriousness, though, you and I hooked up because um, we were at the same event uh, last month, me and Eric met, and then we kind of got together because the things that we do for people are so like mutually aligned, we thought, right? That's and now right. we're looking to just kind of do some things together. And the first step here is with some content. That's right. That's right. So tell everybody a little bit about, because I, you know, I could talk forever and I already have. Tell everybody out there a little bit about you and like why you got into like why you said like finance. This is what I'm going to do, not just with my life, but it's how I'm going to make my mark on the HVAC industry. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I spent a couple years working with uh, HVAC contractors for a consulting company. And, uh, you know, we were going in and helping these companies scale. And uh, the first probably six months we were working together, the first thing we always had to do was go in and work with the accountants and fix the books. After that, right, you fix the books, you fix the KPIs, and then you can start to really spin on marketing, you start to start to invest in sales. And uh, the frustration really, Bernie, came from just for those first six months, I was having to train accountants and bookkeepers yeah. how to do their jobs properly to yeah. help our contractors grow. And I realized there's this giant gap in the market where, you know, accounting and bookkeeping has to be specific to the industry, specific to the contractor. Yep. And so that's really what it came from. Yeah, and and I know that there's like there's a lot of guys like me out there. There's a lot of guys like you out there. But like I think what makes us both different is the involvement in the business, right? And kind of really being in there. You told me um, the other day when we were talking that one of the things that you look to do for people when you're cleaning up their books, it's like a six month process. Is like reduce that time, right? Exactly. Down to like what, like a month? Exactly. We to get to thirty to forty five days, so that from you know even a messy set of books that aren't cleaned up that are having problems. Things aren't integrated right with, you know, Service Titan, House Call Pro, yep. you know, all the standard CRMs. Those integrations aren't set. And we can, you know, typically 30, 45 days, we want to have that cleaned up KPIs pumping out so the business can start to track, yeah. and start to get to profitability, right? Yeah, dude. And it's, all, it's all about profitability. And when we're, like, when we're thinking about that kind of stuff, we talk, like a word that you say a lot is departmentalization. Yes. Right? So, and I'm not going to explain it any better than you do, but in terms of like seeing where your profit centers are, right? Seeing like what's working and what's not. Yep. Exactly. So uh, when you're talking about departments, right, you're going to have different departments in, let's say, okay, typical service business. You're going to have your maintenance, you're going to have service, and you're going to have installation, right? Those three main departments. Now, you might have another layer with commercial and residential, Mm -hmm. but those three main departments are going to be, you know, maintenance, service, and installation, and what typically happen when you look at your financial statement, um, this is going to be a standard case, right? Before we work with you, you're just going to see income at the top, yeah. right? And this is kind of similar to what you guys do with ads and marketing, right? Yeah. Uh, when you have no attribution, 
you don't know if your leads came from Google. You don't know if they came from Facebook. You yeah. don't know if they come from your, uh, your trucks in the road, right? If you don't know where they're coming from, how do you know where to invest in? How do you know where your company's performing well? And so with departmentalization on your on the QuickBooks and the financial side, what you want to have is the understanding of where your money's coming from, right? How much of it's coming in there? How much is your labor for that department? How much are you spending on materials for the department? Yeah. Right? All that's so critical to track and understand where it's going. Yeah. What per, like what percentage of people out there that are running an HVAC business? Let's say under 3 million. What percentage of them don't have their stuff together like that? And do they even know that they don't have it together? I would say it's 60, 70%. What we find a lot of times is guys get involved with, uh, you know, uh, groups that help companies grow. SGI, there's many of them out there. Weldon Long's another great one. Um, These guys, they all know that these needs to be done. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times our clients are currently engaged with those guys working with them on fixing it. Yeah. Right. But they're still using their old bookkeeper who has no idea about any of this. (laughs) And, you know, that bookkeeper might have 30 clients and they're all in different industries. Yeah. So how are they supposed to spend the time to know your specific industry, your business, right? So it might take them six months to get it fixed. But I would say 60 to 70% of the companies that are under that, um, you know, two, three million mark don't have it set up properly. Like not at all. Not at all. Just completely messy. You'll just see income at the top and, a you know, $2 million. Has anybody ever handed you like papers before to put together or like to go through? You know what I mean? How bad has it been? Uh, I would say... We've done a couple this year that were complete like server-based CRMs, yeah. so not even on Service Titan yeah. or House Call Pro. Yeah. Uh, that was probably the toughest one. So not quite as bad as paper. Not quite as bad yeah, as paper. But still pretty tough. But you know, if you can imagine, right, they were still having their installers uh, take out paper sales invoices, write the deal, bring that back into the office. The accounting department would put it into the manual system. Oh, no. And then they would create a PO from that piece of paper, right? It was. I mean, we're talking about a system from... 20 years ago, right? Yeah, dude. And so uh, that's probably the worst one I've, I've seen. That's the re- you know, the reason I ask is because not everybody knows that like when they're, when there's, there's two ways it usually goes for us anyway, in my experience is like, they don't know what they don't know and what they're not doing. Yep. Or they think that it's so hopeless that, you know what I mean? That they're just like, they're completely shot. They're just looking for like anything, you know, what has your experience been like? That's why I was like with the paper. Is anybody ever just like completely lost with all this stuff? You know, have, is it the same kind of experience for you? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, and, and, and I'm in the same boat, right? So when I got started, I opened my first contract business when I was 21. You know, I didn't know how accounting was supposed to be done either, right? And so most guys who start their contracting business, you know, they're, they aren't accountants. They didn't go to finance school. They didn't, they're not a CFO, right? And so um, having that knowledge of how to set it up, it is terrifying. It is scary to look at it and figure it out and know how to do it, Um and so, and, and just like, you know, when, when you call a technician out, right, you go, you're a service company, a customer tells you, Hey, uh, my brother does HVAC, oh, right? No. Dude, I get that all the time here at one SEO. Like, yeah, it's uh, my sister's kid is going to do the marketing. Sorry, I can't hire you right now. I'm like, bro, you're like a $5 million HVAC company. And you got this 19 year old who's home from summer on break doing your marketing. Not to digress, but it, no, yeah. ex- I mean, yeah. ex- exactly. Yeah. Same thing. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, there's such intricate details, right? Like attribution we were talking about, right? Yes. Like, is that 19 year old going to know how to attribute a lead from your uh, from your van versus on your Facebook versus on uh, the Google ad you put out, yeah. right? And ha- versus a referral, right? Yeah. How do you attribute all that revenue? And do they even know that? Because the, yeah. the the whole point is having that expertise, right? That experience. Like you said, the accounts that have like 30 different industries, like maybe they're doing like a dental office and also a lawyer and like an HVAC guy. They don't even like how how's anybody supposed to know like what 
they should be looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're 100% right. Yep. And then Brenda, out of that, you've got like, let's say that accountant that's working these different industries. Yeah. Right. How are they supposed to know the dental CRM softwares that integrate with QuickBooks? They're supposed to know the, you know, the carpenter who does it this way, right? They've got a, a retail store that's using this software. And can they really spend the time to know exactly how to set up the GL codes, the integration between their CRM and their QuickBooks, the proper chart of accounts set up, right? Attribution, understanding all of that, you know, what, what does it mean to roll a truck, right? If your accountant or bookkeeper doesn't know that, how are they supposed to do it? Yeah. yeah they got to learn all that stuff too, technologically. And a lot of these guys are, I'm not going to say they're older. There's nothing wrong with being a little older, but their systems and the way they do things might be a little bit antiquated too, right? Yep. So they're not going to really have that know-how to even navigate something too technological because they're already full with all this, these different industries they're doing. And they're probably like nine to fivers too, you know what I mean? That are just not really invested in like the growth of the business, but more so servicing a client. So I think when you have that kind of expertise in the industry, uh, you, you just serve it better. Like us, we do so much so much with contractors, you know, so we're really good at it because we know exactly what these guys need and what to look for. We Absolutely. know what average flip rates are and stuff. We know like what stuff costs. We know where the markets are the most saturated. We know what to go after differently. So having somebody like us in their corner helps them. And I think having like a finance guy or like not, I don't mean finance guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. So, somebody like you that can, it's, you're more than, you're way more than finance dude, but like somebody that just kind of has the whole picture and kind of guide them in the right direction. Yep. Serves them well. And, and bring it out of that, right? There's a beautiful combination between marketing and accounting, believe it or not. I know. Which is, uh, which is kind of unique, right? Yeah. You got yeah. marketing and accounting. Marketing and accounting. The people you guys love the most, <laughs> right? marketing people and accounting people. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's the two, uh, I would say it's the two industries that are lost in a lot of confusion. Yeah, man. Right? Because they're complicated. Yeah, they're complicated. Right? And everybody thinks they know what the fuck they're doing with it. And they don't. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, if I said Google Tag Manager. Yeah. Right? Now, we know what that is, right? And if you don't know, like Google Tag Manager is uh, one way that you can attribute every time a customer goes further into your sales process, you can tell Google where that is. Yep. Right? Yeah. And if I said departmentalization, now I know it. That's right. Really well. That's, that's right. That's where you're going to find out where your profit centers are and like what's really <laughs> driving the most money for you, where you're spending the most money. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. And so that combo between the two, right, we can now say – hey, if we're getting uh, a lot of maintenance calls, right, maybe mm -hmm. we should market for maintenance calls if we're flipping 20% of those into installations, right? And so from the KPI side, uh, with your marketing like 1SEO, yeah. we can help provide the data to know exactly how many marketing dollars are going into a different uh, department, how many flips are coming in, and then help feed that back to your marketing agency to know where to put those dollars. And right? like, dude, as a marketing guy too, when... Like the biggest problem that I have a lot of times with this is that the data is just so messed up on there. Like it's not even just the analytics and the Google stuff. It's like the service site and it's like their call tracking and the attribution there, like where the leads are actually coming from. Like they have all this money invested in these different programs. They're using any of them the right way. Yep. Yep. So it comes down to the data side, right? Mm -hmm. Integrations, having the API set properly. Right, all of those different things have to be configured mm -hmm. um, in order to do it properly, and that's that's something that we spend a lot of our time um, investing in. You know, people talk about training their team. We invest our training on training on Service Titan, nice on House Call Pro, nice on you know P3, Pazer, all all these softwares. Yeah. That's what we train our teams on because exactly what you said, right? And from our perspective, right, <clears throat> even the marketing side, if we can't help a company generate an ROI. You know, we want to pay for ourselves by working with a client, right? Yes. We want to add the numbers so that they can make better decisions with marketing, better decisions on um, sales, right? So that's our, you know, 
yeah, things so we attempt to do. Having like your books and all like that definitely, like you just said, helps like no doubt maximize your ROI when it comes to digital because you can see where things are coming from. Like what are what are some other things that people don't even know that they need to consider? Like when they're looking to start, like when they start working with someone like you or like when they're thinking about a solution that maybe you could provide, but they don't know you yet. Do you know what I mean? Like what, what, what should they be looking for? Like what are some KPIs they need to set for themselves like right out of the gate that'll say, hey, I definitely need to hire somebody? I think the, the number one thing that's going to determine profitability is going to, it's going to come down to pricing, right? Now pricing can fluctuate based on, you know, how many turnovers are you generating, right? What kinds of calls are you running? Uh, but at the end of the day, you have to get your pricing set right. And the only way to set your pricing right is to first get your uh, chart of accounts set up. Chart of accounts is, you know, when you look at your financial statement, you're going to see the top line, right, which is your income. Then you're going to see your COGS, which is going to be your expenses. And then at the bottom, everybody knows, right, you're going to see your overhead, right? <clears throat> and so the first step is getting those split out into departments. Um, once you get that split out into departments, you can start to generate KPIs yeah. around pricing. Okay. Right? And so pricing is a tough thing, right? If I sell 20 jobs and I make $20,000, yep. right? But I need to be hitting a certain profitability. I can do one of two things. I can either sell more volume or I can raise my pricing. Raise the pricing. Right? I'm just kidding. But you yeah. want to guarantee your profit, yeah. right? You yeah. want to go into that month knowing, hey, I need to sell at this average price to hit my required profit. Yes. And you want to take into account your marketing expense. You want to take into account your equipment expense. You want to take into account, you know, Shelly who's working in your office. Shelly rules. Right? Yeah. Shelly rules. <laughs> But you've got to include her in your pricing, and you cannot do that until you get departmentalized. Right? Wow, dude, that's and nobody. So nobody really is departmentalized. I guess the best way then, right? Unless they have someone like specific, not dedicated, not to like, not as like a sales pitch, but like the, so you need that kind of stuff. You need to have that all buttoned up. How like, I know I asked earlier about what percentage of people um, kind of have their books together. What percentage of people do you think are doing the right things with their pricing that they can understand it and actually? do the things that you were just saying, like kind of let that information and data guide their decision-making. Well, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a percentage of people that the, really the ones who have CFOs, right? The yeah. ones who have people on their team that are controller CFOs um, or even fractional CFOs, right? It's, it's the people that have uh, people on their teams that have the financial um, understanding to build the models to do it, right? When we do it, we build out a financial model that takes into account all of that. And then attributes it back. And then, you know, you can type in there, hey, if I increase my volume by 20%, here's what my pricing could be at. If I decrease my volume, here's where my pricing needs to be at. Yeah. Right. So having that model um, is something we like to give out monthly so that every month when that contractor is going into the new month, they can look at that pricing. They understand exactly where it needs to be at by department. Right. Okay. So if I'm doing my maintenance calls, right, <clears throat> we'll say, hey, your current average price is at, you know, 295. Mm hmm. And you need to be at 415 to get your pricing in the right place. Oh, wow. And then what the owner does is they take that and they say, okay, uh, my current maintenance packages, I've got one at 99 bucks. I've got one at 199 Yeah. Well, let's rework those packages and say our, ne our new base package is at 425 right? Yeah, dude. And so now I tell my salespeople, I tell my marketing, I, and I feed that back into the sales and marketing pipeline to reset our packages, reset what we're selling based on that pricing. A lot of times people, 
like they'll talk to someone like me or they'll talk to someone like you and the like me and you both i think ask like what is your like revenue goal like what is it that you want to get to that is like the end of the day right like what is it like well i want to do five million then they see maybe an ad budget or what their competitors are doing or they look at their shit internally and see it's not really together and they'll be like i'm not ready yet how do like and it's most of the time it's it sounds like an excuse right yep but like what like how do you know that it's time to scale that you are ready to take the next level with like your growth in your business, booking, marketing, whatever, what your experience, what do you think? How does somebody know that it's time? Um, I think knowing that it's time to scale, I mean, that's, that's obviously a personal uh, question yeah. on, on how hard you want to go in life and in business. Um, but I think if you wake up with that drive every morning and uh, you're ready and you want more out of your life, yeah, you know, you want to, you want to take your wife to nicer restaurants, yeah. you wanna take your girlfriend and buy her the clothes she wants. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're having those feelings, it's time to scale. Yeah. Now, the thing is, it's it's terrifying, right? Yeah. Because you got to take risks. Yeah. And they got to be calculated. Yeah. Right? Um, so that, I mean, that's what I think. I think it's it's more of a personal question on time to scale. Now, I think the more important question is, how do you know when your business is ready to scale? Yes. Right? And I, I think that comes down to overcoming uh, – it's cash, right? At the mm-hmm. end of the day, if we all had a million dollars in cash in our business account – uh, we wouldn't be scared of scaling, yeah. right? We would be willing to write the checks for marketing, write the checks to hire the right team, right? Yep. Put all the people in place. And so from my experience, what that comes back to is having a business that runs at a smaller scale that's profitable, yeah, right? That's pumping out cash at a repeatable basis and um, it's functioning properly. And then you just scale those systems, right? Yeah. You can add fuel to the fire on your marketing. You have fuel to the fire in your accounting and pricing and financing. You can have fuel to the fire with sales. Um, you know, I, I think one great thing to do and pretty just like how we met, go to the events, go to profit rocket, join yeah. the trade groups. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I recently, I've got these wristbands on right here. I was just, uh, I was just at Andy Elliott. I was going to say, I saw the lion backpack. I was like, is that Andy Elliott? I was at Andy Elliott's thing. You know, the guy who like, show me your abs. Yeah, yeah. You got to have a six pack to work here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I spent five grand and I was at uh, their event two weeks ago in Scottsdale, right? And it was sales training. Yeah. I don't actually do our sales, but it was around learning. It was around getting new information. And so I think um, if guys really want to scale, invest in yourself, go get around guys that uh, like Bernie with this team, you guys have an incredible office. Shout out. You know, yeah. I know they're always willing to t- teach and learn. Yeah. Right. Connect with uh, the you know guys like this, connect with uh, the trade associations, go to profit rocket, you know, reach out to Victor Rancor. He's a great one. Uh, Weldon long. A lot of these guys have excellent information in the industry um, and can help you, but you know, and then learning, right. I think educating, reading, yeah. doing audio books, yeah, audiobooks. Right. I think the big thing though, that was probably the best answer I've ever heard in my life to that question. But like when it comes you're you're right about surrounding yourself with like like minded people because winners yeah. hang out with winners. You know what I mean? And like losers are always with losers. That's right. And uh people around here say that all the time too. But yeah, the kind of surround like you'll get there with the the financials. If you put the right plan in place, you hire the right team, or you'll get there with the marketing, whatever it is, the advertising. But as long as you kind of uh you're approaching it the right way in terms of getting around other successful people that have already done it or are currently doing it, that's probably the best way to go. I mean, Bernie, I would say, like, you know, we're in an industry in a space that, guys, this has been done before. Yeah, dude. Right, Bernie? I mean, this has been done before. We're not building rockets. Yeah, we're not reinventing the wheel like, here, man. I'm not Elon Musk. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah I'm not Steve Jobs, so obviously. You know what I mean? Like, we're all on iPhones, but in the contracting space, like, guys, this has been done. Like, it's yeah. been done before. Yeah. We've all done it before, Bernie. Yeah. Like, you know, so we're trying to make it easier. There's a blueprint. Yeah, there's a blueprint. Right? There's a, there's stuff to do. You follow it. I'll you put, get around the guys that know how to do it. You put the right systems and teams in place. Yeah. Right. And then your business start to pump out more cash. 
you start to change, you start to adapt, and then it will scale. Right? And 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 kind of like, dude, in line with that, like, what are in your experience anyway? What are some things that people like absolutely need to invest in aside, like, aside from marketing or bookkeeping or a gym membership and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Like, what is some other stuff that like you should really think Tell about? Yeah, about this fucking job. <laughs> what what do you think are some things that they need to like think about, and invest in, put money into, or time investing in um, sales training? I think is uh, great answer. I think sales training is the single most valuable training that you can get. Yeah. Um, you know, Grant Cardone, get seller, be sold. Closer survival guide is incredible. Um, I could go on and on about sales. That's, you know, one of the prime things I got trained in and, uh, it is invaluable and not just in yourself. Um, you know, one thing that I started doing the last uh, year was taking my top guys with me to events and trainings and exposing them to, uh, to thinking bigger, right. To seeing what's possible in life and in business. And uh, the impact on our office and on our team in terms of just just the way people think mm-hmm. is massive. So investing so, in your people. Yep. Yeah. I think that's. I think the ROI on that is incalculable. Nice. Can't dude. calculate it. Yes. And what I always see when people come to me for help with their marketing, or not even me, like Jill, Nick, uh, Josh out there, Aaron, who's a stud, he's a wrestler too, by the way. Uh, is he? Yeah, Aaron's Aaron's sick. He's a college wrestler too. Yeah. But what the, all these people do when they they come to us, they're like. Yeah, I, I don't know what's working with my marketing company or they'll have questions about one thing or another and I'll be like, I'll take a look at their analytics, right? And their data. And the first thing that I'm going to look at is what are we tracking? And it's always bullshit. It's always like, you know, I click the call, click the email and I'm like, dude, you're not tracking anything meaningful. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is what my marketing company gave me. And I'm like, I'm telling you, you got to track actual phone calls that came in. Connected calls more than 30 seconds bookings that came through on your schedule engine or Titan engine, whatever it's called now, um, contact forms that came through on the site. And I'll be like, I'll give you 30 seconds right now to find me how many calls you booked last month from your PPC. Do it. And they will not be able to do it. Yep. And they can't, right? It's it's so common. And, and you know, being at a track at that level, right? One thing that uh, I've noticed that guys can do that really dial that in, right? So they get with the right marketing agency. Yeah. They start to track, hey, where are calls coming from? And then they can start to attribute, oh, hey, I'm doing really good with these calls. Uh, when you combo that in with some good KPIs and numbers, you can start to see, hey, if I market for um, you know maintenance calls for you know $19 tune-ups, right? But 20% of the time, I can convert that into a uh, replacement job with the proper sales process, right? Go to the sales training. Uh, then you can start to say, well, let's put a ton of money into our, our maintenance calls for 19 bucks. And generate twenty percent of those into replacement calls, and now you're going after calls that every other company, every every competitor you have, thinks that those are only nineteen dollar calls. But because you've done the sales training, you're attributing your revenue properly, you're tracking your turnovers, you can be pulling out twenty percent with replacements. And right, and so combo that marketing with the proper KPIs. Yes. And now you're going after calls that nobody's going after in the yeah. market. And you're generating more revenue than everybody else. And think about how we just got there too. It was by just saying a goal in your analytics yes. to set up to set, just a little thing. You might look at it and be like, ah, I'll take care of it later. Or if you're a person that does it for you, says, I don't know, give me two days. Be like, no, that stop everything now. Fix it. Fix it. Put together the, like, make sure I'm tracking what's actually working for me. Like, yes. What's a real activity that's matching up with my business goals. Absolutely. And we got to all that from just that little thing. Think of all, all the other little shit that you're missing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I'm not saying that we'll solve all your every problem you've ever had in your life here, but there's little stuff like that that we can that like me, him, there's a lot of people that can help you. 
even people internally that might have ideas about like cleaning some stuff up, you just got to think and like put that effort into that little stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a business owner, right, it's, it's the job to obviously, you know, you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it, right, take the information and start to drive that way, right? Get the marketing cleaned up when you're with your agency. Hopefully yeah. it's one SEO. Uh, if it's not, Still, sit down with them and say, hey, we need to get this tracked properly. Yeah. Get your account involved, right? We've got to track where the revenue is coming from, yeah. right? And then get your guys' sales training. You do those three things and you can start to really start to drive more profitability. And then burning back to your question about scaling, yeah. right? When you have those things all done, you're ready to scale. You're ready to scale. I love it, dude. I love it. Uh, Kurt, where can everybody find you? Yeah, go to uh, it's hvacsuccess.com. Mm-hmm. Also on Instagram, uh, same thing, hvacsuccess. Um, Kurt Denninghoff on uh, social as well. And But yeah, hit our website. Come check us out. Yeah, love to talk to you guys. Hit them up. Hit us up too for any marketing help. We'll be working together in the future. It was yeah. great having you here today, dude. Thanks for coming great out. Great to be here.